Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you again for a beautiful morning. We thank you for this privilege of we coming together as your children to worship and to know you better. We commit the rest of the service into your hands that you continue to lead us and speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm reading from the book of John, chapter 15, from verse 7 to 8, and then 16 to 17. So the book of John, chapter 15, from verse 7 to 8. Let me read from verse 6. It says, yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them, I will will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burnt. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you, when you, are produce, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. Verse 16 and 17. Sorry. It says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruits so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for, using my name. This is my command, love each other. Amen. Now, this is Jesus, part of Jesus' parting words when he was about to leave and was encouraging the disciples. And this is one of the key scriptures about bearing fruits, Jesus says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Any branch that remains in me will bear fruit. Then he went further to say, if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, whatsoever you ask the Father will be given to you. Over the week, I was passing by a church 
that was on Thursday morning, and there was serious prayer ongoing. Then I started thinking, we have a nation where we spend a lot of time praying. Morning, afternoon. In actual fact, I live at a place where there are about six churches behind my window. So I scarcely stay home. But a few times, unfortunately for me, I get home very tired. So when I fall to my bed, I don't know what goes on. But a few times that I have to stay home, whether morning, afternoon, or evening, there's prayer ongoing. In loud microphones, prayer, prayer, prayer. I started wondering, a country that prays so much, how come we keep on getting worse all the time? We pray and we speak to the Father who is the creator of all things, the one who has the power to change all things. And yet we keep on getting worse by the day. But Jesus did not just say when we pray, it will be answered. He linked our prayer to our attitude. And so I'm emphasizing that again. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Amen. Jesus is not just asking us to pray, because God is very ready to listen to our prayer. And this statement is very profound. He says, whatever, not some of the things, whatever you ask of me will be granted. It means that there will be no prayer that will go unanswered. But the condition is we must remain in Christ. And Christ must be in us. And we must bear fruit. The evidence that Christ is in us is that everyone will see that we are his disciples indeed. God answers prayer when that prayer will bring him glory. And so when we bear fruits, the Bible says that that is what brings God glory. And so God will answer our prayer because our life is that it manifests Christ in us. God's interest in us is based on his interest in Christ. Bible calls Jesus the only beloved son of God. And Bible says that all things have been given to the son. Sorry, my microphone. My... All things have been given to the son. All things belongs to him. The Bible says that in him the fullness of God dwells in body form. All things belong to Christ. And therefore, anything that brings God glory, that is what Christ intends to do. And so Jesus is saying that when we remain in him and his words remain in us, 
whatsoever we will ask of the Father will be granted unto us. But then he started by saying that he is the true vine and we are the branches. One character of the branch is that it spreads. For the branch to be, the vine to be fruitful, it has to spread and then entangle itself to anything that is around. If it is a wall, it will climb the wall. If it is a tree, it will entwine itself around the tree. So normally those who plant vines, make sure they put in a stick or something for the vine to be able to climb. Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. What is required, Jesus is trying to say is that we must remain in him, but we must spread the evidence of we being in Christ, he says in verse 7, that, that all men will see that we are truly his disciples. And that is by bearing fruit. And so by bearing fruit comes in two forms. First, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. The first evidence that we are in Christ, that we can convince ourselves that we are in Christ and that Christ is in us, is the fruit that we produce, the fruit of love. What provoked me to think about this was the prayer I had on Thursday. I went in, was going somewhere and passed by the church, and when I came back, it was the same prayer and it was the prayer of killing enemies. I started wondering, if Christ is in us, will we spend hours praying to kill people? The enemies from my father's side, fire! The enemies from my mother's side, fire! And we fire, and we fire, and we fire. We see enemies all around, but we don't see ourselves. So I'm just wondering, if I'm praying fire against you, and you're also praying fire against me, who will live? Bible says that if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, whatever you ask of the Father, you will receive. Verse 15 and 16, again, says, you did not choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. You did not choose me, but I chose you. So we came to Christ because he chose us. Bible says that not that we loved him, but he first loved us and gave his life for us. He chose us. Why did he choose us? That we come in and bear fruit and that our fruit should last. Then, whatever we ask of the Father will be granted to us. Years ago, when you hear Christians praying, greater part of the prayer is praying for people to know Christ. Greater part of the time is spent 
in praying that the darkness will be removed, that the light of the glory of the gospel of Christ will shine. And if you pray for the light of the gospel to shine in the life of others, definitely you will have to be the example of what the gospel is. So Bible says that in Galatians chapter 5, 22, for the fruit of the Spirit, for us to be able to manifest this Christ in us, it must come through the fruits of the Spirit. Now Christ says that if we remain in him, one weakness or one attempt in trying to live the love of, life of love is trying to understand love by the human effort. But that does not work. Because to understand love through that effort is the human understanding. And you will get frustrated. But we have to understand love through Christ. The Holy Spirit has to give us the strength to be able to live that life of Christ. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 8, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 to 8, I read. He says, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the full knowledge of the one who has called us by his own glory and excellence. Through this, he has given us precious and wonderful promises. And one of the promises is that whatsoever we ask will be given. Through this, he has given us precious and wonderful promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, seeing that you have escaped the corruption that is in the world caused by evil desires. From verse 5, it says, For this reason, you must make every effort to supplement your faith with moral character. When we come to Christ, the first thing is to believe, like Bible says in the book of Hebrews, that whosoever comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. When we come to Christ, the first thing we have to do is to believe that God is faithful, that there is a God who is faithful. Without this faith, it is difficult and almost impossible to please God. Because if we use human effort to try to live the life of Christ, we will be frustrated. You will be surprised that the people you show kindness to are the people who betray you. The people who you try to help are the people who will take you for granted. And you will get frustrated. But when you know that there is a God, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, you don't get tired. So he says, add to your faith moral conduct. Add to your faith moral conduct. In other words, add to your faith good works. It says, verse 5, for 
This very reason, you must make every effort to supplement your faith with moral character. Your moral character with knowledge. Your knowledge with self-control. For many Christians, our life ends with faith. Everything we talk about by faith. By faith, I do this. By faith. By faith. And you sometimes wonder, what kind of faith are you talking about? What is faith? You listen to some Christians, and they talk about faith, and you wonder, what is the definition of faith? But Bible says that, add to your faith good conduct. And to your good conduct, knowledge. The remaining Christians who are trying to live a good life, but they lack knowledge. Christianity, even though Christ called people who were illiterate, unschooled, yes, a few years after working with Christ, three years, when people met them, they could recognize them that, ah, the first question they asked, but these people were are unschooled. How come they speak so intelligently? How come they can talk about things that even the schooled, the knowledgeable people do not understand? And they recognize that they have walked with Christ. Amen. Christianity is not a place where we play ignorance. It is a place of study, of knowledge. If you look at science and many of the discoveries, the very solid ones that has helped the world to develop, many of them came from Christianity. Christianity is a place of knowledge. It's a place of research. It is a place of finding out. It is not a place where we live anyhow and we claim it is faith. It is a place where we need to study. So it says that add to your faith good conduct. To your good conduct, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. If you are knowledgeable, one of the evidence of the knowledge is how you maintain your, how you control yourself. And so knowledge must lead to self-control. Self-control must lead to Endurance, and endurance to godliness. Verse 7 says, your godliness with brotherly kindness, and your brotherly kindness with love. So, look at the steps to get to love. It means that to be able to live a life of the love of Christ, there are things that you have to build up. Christ gives us love, but we have efforts to be consistent. If you don't, the Bible says that, how can you say you love God when you don't love your brother? If the person you see, you can't love that person, how can you love the God you don't see? And so the Bible says that before you get to that point of the love of God, Develop brotherly love. And brotherly love comes because you have been able to endure. Because loving one another requires a lot of endurance. And this endurance, you'll be able to develop it because you have self-control. 
This self-control comes because of the knowledge you have. This knowledge is because you have decided to live the good life. This good life comes because of your belief in God. Amen. So to be able to, for God to hear our prayers, as he has said, we must bear fruits. The second fruit the Bible talks about, as Jesus said, the vine spreads its branches. And it says that the branches cannot bear fruit if they don't remain in him. It is the influence that we influence other people and bring them to the knowledge of Christ. As we focus our lives in bringing Christ into the life of other people, as we make the effort to bring the light of the gospel of Christ to other people, and we get people to know Christ, the Bible says, whatsoever we ask the Father, it will be given to us. It is time for the church of God to make the needed impact in the world. Few years ago, a few handful of people were people to refer to them as those people are turning the world upside down. It was just a handful of people. Why? Because the life of Christ was manifesting in them. Today, if you take a country like Ghana, statistics says we are over 70% Christians. And we are worse off than any country that has no Christianity. Are we Christians? Do we have the life of Christ in us? Is the Father pleased with us? Are we bearing fruits? This morning, I just came in to encourage us that we must be deliberate and conscious of letting the light of Christ shine in our lives. That all our efforts is just always making Christ known. And the Bible says that whatever we ask, it will be granted to us. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.